Hello. Hi. How's it going there? Great. That's great to hear. You know, I think I'm just now waking up from my Thanksgiving food coma. Damn. Yeah, man. I ate a shitload and drank a whole lot. How about you? Uh, my Thanksgiving was pretty low-key. Uh, um, you know, I, I live with two roommates, both of whom are from out of town. So none of their families are in the area, and they didn't go home. They are both doing that for Christmas, so I'll be all alone. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, so we just did a small like sort of friendsgiving thing because my my family happened to be out of town or working, so like I couldn't do anything with my family either. So yeah, we just did a friendsgiving thing. Everyone cooked something or another, and uh, it was tasty and fun. That's good. Yeah, that's good. I was over at my dad's, and he's got a big ass smoker, and he just smoked up a bunch of meats. Yeah. Uh, mostly turkey, a little bit of ham, which I can't eat. Right, um, right. Drank a bunch of beer, had uh, two really fancy whiskeys. Uh-huh. Uh, one was Balvaney, something like that. that I, I don't know, high-class whiskey. So. Right. That was the first <laughs> time I had ever heard of it. And the other one was Glenn Fittich. Oh, Glenn, that one I do Glenn know. Livett. Glenn Livett. Oh, yeah, both are, are whiskeys. I think... Glenn Livett is scotch. Yeah. It's scotch whiskey. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know the difference between a scotch whiskey and a whiskey. It comes from Scotland. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Just the same way that bourbon comes from Bourbon County. Yeah. And by that same measure, technically speaking, unless it comes from Champagne, France, it's not champagne, it's, it's sparkling, just sparkling wine. wine. Okay. Well, that's fair. I guess. <laughs> yeah. We just need to... We, ah, man. We need to move to a city, invent a liqueur or liquor, and then only allow it to be called that. Yeah. But it has it has to be something that already exists and we just do it good. And then it's like, oh, yeah, you want that Modesto whiskey? <laughs> <laughs> you want that Barstow vodka? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Gross. It's disgusting. This is your man's Denzel. And I'm your boy, Chet. Welcome to Real Nerd Hours, where we talk about things like liquor. <laughs> yeah. This is what real nerds are about. Drinking. <laughs> because you can't drown out the sound of your crippling loneliness. <laughs> yeah, you have anime dolls. You have some figmas or whatever they're called and some body pillows. But those don't hug you back. Yeah, they don't give you that warm feeling inside that a nice cool shot of vodka does no they don't god damn this is my waifu tequila chan <laughs> <laughs> this is my waifu for loco <laughs> no no loco is a suffix oh. so she calls me dens loco <laughs> her name is four okay yeah that's not, that's probably an actual anime name like, I'm sure there's some anime girl just randomly named Four. Yeah, probably. I'm sure there is. God, there was actually a really fucking good anime I was watching a long time ago that had number designations like that. They were, like, chasing after vampires or something. What? I don't remember. But I'd have to go through and I'd have to find it. It was interesting, though. Speaking of anime, dude... 
there's one trailer that I saw for something that I want to see really badly. Oh. Devilman Crybaby. Oh, yeah. Devilman is an old-ass anime and has recently been, like, making new stuff again. Yeah. And I haven't actually watched any of it, but it looks really interesting. Yeah, so I think the new anime, uh, it's like an OVA, I think, that's starting. Maybe it's a bunch of episodes. I I think they're all OVAs that they're doing. Okay, excellent. So those are coming out in Japan, I think, like either next month, next month or early next year. I know the U.S. releases early next year, Mm -hmm. but I really want to see that shit. That shit looks so cool. There was a Devilman versus Cyborg 009 that had come out. Yeah. And that's been popular on Netflix. Oh, I didn't realize that was on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. That's a, it's just some that. random one-off. Yeah. I heard it's pretty good. It's all right. I liked it. The thing is, I mean, the part of the issue with that OVA in particular is that it supposedly picks up after the anime at some point. Huh. And it's them fighting some, a bunch of robots that you have you have no idea who these robots are. Okay. Like, excuse me, other cyborgs are. Right. And it's really fucking random. Okay. And then they go and fight demons with Devil Man. Huh. Yeah, it's right. super <laughs> random. And, it, like, the two are hardly connected. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder how I would like that, because I've never seen Devil Man, and I never got into Cyborg 009. Cyborg 009 was my shit. I, I think the character designs, like, were the first barrier of entry for me. Really? I just, I was like, this is weird. I can't do this. I really like the character design. I, now I appreciate it, because they actually did something different. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, anime. Uh, <laughs> Those are the original character designs, I think. Yeah. I, it's like... I mean, it reminded me first and foremost of Astro Boy. So I think I kind of got stuck on that. And I'm like, this looks old. That's stupid. And, of course, this was when I was like 13 or so. Something like that. And, uh, yeah, I wasn't about it. Just, just give me, Just give me my typical shonen i'm good well you're in luck because (laughs) cyborg 009 has one of those shitty super shitty cg movies oh man and they changed all the character designs to kind of match up with uh like realistic versions of themselves Uh or more realistic versions of themselves it's not it's not like good but there's a really, really sick sequence in it. And it's um, it's essentially... So 009 has this power to be able to run super fast. He's basically like the Flash, except he can't beat a teleporter in a race. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and what he does is, like, this nuke is set off. Basically, the blast is, like, chasing him to a certain degree. But, like, what they do with the shots is he runs by, and then the blast is behind him. So, you see what gets fucked up and stuff. Oh, man. It's actually really sick. But, you know, it's not perfect. It's certainly not perfect. But, meh. Meh. (laughs) The reason um, I had to look up... uh, I had to look up the creator of 009 because I wanted to make sure that he wasn't the one who had done 
Astro Boy as well. Oh, yeah. They're very similar in terms of look and concept. Just, oh, there's one of them. Okay, now there's nine of them. <laughs> and other cyborgs. <laughs> it's very true. Very true. So, Chet, outside of us talking about anime, is there anything else you want to talk about? No? All right. Well, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye, guys. Oh, <laughs> uh, What'd you watch, Chet? Oh, well, I, I finally got a chance to watch Thor Ragnarok. Oh. Yes, I really enjoyed that. You guys, uh, you guys, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, and then I also know you discussed a bit of it with, uh, with Adam in your interview, so I don't want to talk too much on it, but... Yeah, that was really good, and I don't know. If, I don't know if this was mentioned before, but that movie was much prettier than a lot of other Marvel movies. Like, like it was more <laughs> gleaming or something, or well, for one, well, I mean, you know, we talk about like the color grading in Zack Snyder movies a lot, yeah. and like talk about how this like really blue and dark palettes are like brown and you know. Brown and Bloom, you know, the Resistance Fall of Man style. But, uh, or Gears of War. You know, all those games at the time. But uh, (laughs) this movie had a lot of just natural palettes that were just very colorful. Like Thor's Gladiator outfit had a lot of blues and reds and like dark tones to it. And then, you know, they boosted the color, but it was in a nice way. It wasn't unrealistic. They just put a lot of color on the screen without it being crazy saturation, without it being super CG'd out. I just appreciated some of the scenes where it's like, this looks natural. It's just pretty. Then there were also shots that were actually very well directed, which they don't really do too much in Marvel movies. No, they don't. They basically have a style guide and that's followed to a T. Yeah. But when they're fighting on the bridge, there's like some horizontal shots. So you're just looking at this bridge across the screen and it's like there's conflict on here and there's the two sides. You can see the silhouettes. It's cool. Yeah. Then there's the scene with the Valkyries. That was fucking gorgeous, wasn't it? Oh, oh, that was beautiful. It was so great. And it was so short, though. I wanted more. Yeah, same. I was like, in the middle of the movie, I was watching that, and I was just like, you know what, dude? I could literally... This is more interesting than what's going on in the rest of this movie. Yeah. God, it was so sick. It was like a moving painting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That was really cool. I'm really glad they didn't opt to play Ride of the Valkyries during it. (laughs) That would have been super on the nose. It would have been really fucking on the nose. But it was beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it was, that was basically like that was one of my favorite set pieces from the movie. Yeah, that and like the end when Hela is throwing her blades out of the water. Oh yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it was cool as fuck, man. Yeah, th- yeah, there was a lot of nice things that were going on there. I also appreciated that everyone was a source of humor. It wasn't just like okay, Thor's goofy and everyone else is serious. Everyone got some jokes in. Everyone you know played the straight man at times everyone was a source of humor at times and i i did like that i also remembered what you said about korg and just his pure innocent honesty just played really well 
I, I hated that. I uh, hated that. That was it's too tongue in cheek uh, for me. I loved it. Oh it my was God. just hey, this guy, he's just so he's like, very he, earnest. That's he's the just, joke. He's just being nice. Yeah. And it like Hey buddy. Yeah. Just saying hello. Yeah. Hey, I can't do a New <laughs> Zealand accent. Yeah, his accent. I, actually, I, I meant to look into who, who was the actor that played uh, him. That was Tita Waititi, the director oh, of the film. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's right. I don't know how to say his name. I just butchered it, but... Uh, no, but hey, I, I liked... The, like, he was just so nice at all times, even though he was a gladiator, a revolutionary, you know, who who's probably killed... Dozens, hundreds of people, and it's just, oh, hey, how's it going? I'm just, we're just trying to gear up for a revolution, real quick. <laughs> uh huh, uh huh. So tell me, was it was the Valkyrie? Was that obvious to you from the jump? Oh, I thought she would be a good guy. Yeah, yeah, and I, I actually assumed that she was as guardian, just right off. Good, Sam. Uh, <laughs> <Sam>. <laughs> like she was too different of a character. Especially to come in at that scene, it's like you have all these trash collectors and then there's this girl that shows up and it's like, okay, clearly she has to have some sort of role here and I don't think she's a villain. Exactly. So. Yeah, it could have been, but they didn't do that. Nah. <laughs> oh, let's see. That movie, I really fuck with it. I yeah. fuck it. It's definitely one of the better ones. Yeah. Did you see the Infinity War trailer? Yes. Yes, I did. That came out today. What'd you and think of it? I well, for one, I liked the Comic Con trailer better, the one that they didn't actually release. Oh, <laughs> damn! I, did I watch that? I don't remember. We talked about it a while. At, yeah, I think I watched it. I think so, but that one felt more uh, comedy ensemble. More, it felt more like Guardians of the Galaxy, where it's like you know just building up hype for this scene and like or for this movie and less serious this one was a very serious trailer it looked cool it, I, I am pretty hyped for the movie and you know you're gonna get fucking everyone together and uh thanos looks weird without his helmet yeah yeah <laughs> thanos looks looks strange without his helmet but i am pretty hyped for the movie however i like the other trailer better the one that we couldn't actually see. <laughs> I'll, I'll try to find that. I don't remember it. Uh, oh, speaking of the comedy, did you feel like the comedy in Thor took away from the stakes in the movie? In ways, yeah. Like, hella, hella cracking jokes and like being sarcastic and stuff. That definitely took away from some of the, hey, you're all getting conquered. You know, it took away from that a bit. But, I mean, you still do have the big fights. You still do have, you know, the massive scale battles here and, you know, people running for their lives. Like, that's still a prevalent throughout. It was, yeah. I do. I definitely see what you mean about it feeling like two different movies, because you know you have Heimdall. Heimdall is like the only character without any humor in the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, doing something of use. <laughs> yeah, 
you know, he's he's evacuating everyone, and that all of his scenes, all of his moments feel very serious. And then you have like Scourge, who is pretty much a joke throughout the entire movie. So, yeah, there's. Yeah, that, it feels hard to take it seriously when you need to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like when the wolf is on the bridge. Yeah, I was like, "Yo, this would be really lit," but like I know that nothing's really gonna happen. You know? What yeah, I mean? like yeah. Like the ship pulls up, and it's like, "Yeah, of course that's gonna happen." Sorry, spoilers. Uh, <laughs> the ship pulls up, and you know, like you know what's gonna happen. Yeah. Like you, the movie's predictable all the way through. Yeah. But the thing is, it's like. Whether or not they do a good enough job of distracting you from what you can predict. Yeah. And um, I don't think they did that good of a job for me. But, I mean, it was still enjoyable. Yeah, it was definitely an enjoyable movie. But you, there is an expectation that's set. I mean, for one, it's a superhero movie. You know certain characters can't die. Like, even when they, in Thor 2, when they pretend like Loki's dying. Yeah. Like, you know it's okay. For one, this is a superhero movie. Two, it's Loki. Of course he's going to play a trick on you. You know, there's certain stakes that you know, or certain things that you know aren't at stake. I was very surprised when Quicksilver died in Avengers 2. Like, I did not see that coming because it's like, who kills off? Just some random dude. Yeah, who who kills off one of the new members of the team? <laughs> well, they're probably the easiest people to kill off, so. Yeah, yeah. But... Yeah, like, you know, there's going to be some form of happy ending anyway. So let me ask you this. Do you think anybody's going to die in Infinity War? Yeah, probably. Oh, okay. they're, they're probably going to kill off a major character. Or just two, to set, or yeah. three. Uh, I think it's going to be one. I, oh. th- I think it's going to be either Iron Man or Captain America. Like, I'm placing my bets. It's going to be one of those two. Just one. Uh-huh. And that's going to be, like, the catalyst for them continuing the fight. Like, it probably can stop at one, but someone's going to die. And now it's like, oh, now it's personal. Now we got to, now the stakes have been raised. Earth's really at danger here. You know, whatever. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's going to be the catalyst for for part two and all that. All right. Well, I think... I mean, I think I would prefer uh, Iron Man dying. I, I'm thinking it would be him most likely. Yeah, because, I mean, uh, Captain America was in hiding for a hot-ass minute. Yeah. And it's like nobody – he doesn't really have shit going on. He doesn't have a love <laughs> interest. Like, there are no stakes with him dying. Right. It's not – like, Tony Stark, even outside of being Iron Man, like, he's one of the most – famous people in their world you know he's an inventor he's pushing technology ahead you know he's he's steve jobs essentially just better and then you've got okay so the other characters you've got the hulk who's effectively immortal anyway like it wouldn't actually make any sense for him to die you've got black widow who could certainly die but she is their first female she's one of two girls on the team one of three to be fair, I think in this movie, I think Wasp is going to be in this movie oh, as well. Yeah, that's true. There's yeah. a definite possibility of her. Um, and I know Captain Marvel's coming, but I don't think she's going to be in this one. 
she might show up at a point but yeah and the end credit sequence of the fucking movie <laughs> yeah the second credit sequence <laughs> the, the second of five yes, excuse yes. me uh so you've got captain america who's been in hiding and the world wouldn't really notice if he was gone aside from his role as an avenger but he's not anymore oh vision could die like because they show the scene with him like losing the mind stone yeah but so, I don't think anybody would care. That's the other thing. Like it would, they would lose a lot of power, but they wouldn't really lose a cornerstone of the team. You know, it's like he's the humorless android. Like, okay, yes, he's he's the Korg of Earth, <laughs> exactly. Except put in less comedic situations. <laughs> I don't think they're gonna kill off Scarlet Witch because again, she's a little overpowered for that. But also, they already killed off Quicksilver, so. They killed off Quicksilver, I'm pretty sure, because he was in the X-Men movies. Yeah, yeah, there's a good chance of that. Because they can't have it have them both. Yeah. Like they're Magneto's kids. And Scarlet <laughs> Witch wasn't in any of the X-Men movies. No, that's true. I think they negotiated a certain way for that. Yeah, I, I know all their licensing and legal bullshit is real complicated and stupid. Yeah, it is, one hundred percent. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, most of the most of the members of the team aren't exactly integral to the team, and the ones who are most important, the only ones that you can really kill, are Iron Man and Captain America, especially after Civil War. I think I, that sets it up too nicely. So let me ask this: Whose movie do you think this this is going to be? The way that. Um Avengers was. It wasn't like the whole team's movie. Yeah, that's it true. It was more of a Captain America, uh, Iron Man movie. Yeah. Like, it's who do you think the focus of this one is going to be? That is a great question. It probably... It's probably going to stick with it. Stick with the Captain America, Iron Man paradigm. Because we see Thor is with the Guardians of the Galaxy in the trailer. Yeah. So that's probably going to be a separate team, but I'm sure they're going to have a lesser role than, you know, our Earth-based Avengers. And we see Hulk comes back, but I don't think the movie's going to be about him because it's kind of hard to make a movie like this about Hulk because he's such a wild card. You can't make a movie about the wild card. No, not no, you couldn't. It, it just doesn't really work. If he was as intelligent as Bruce Banner, like if he had some of that intelligence, I don't know how it works in the comic book, though. Like is he? Does he ever get to be as smart as Bruce in the Hulk form? I don't think so. Okay. I, I mean, as we see in in Thor Ragnarok, and if you know the comics, he does get more control over his Hulk form because he's just been in it for so long now, and you know that's good. But he's still more or less uncontrollable. So that just doesn't make for a. It just doesn't make for a good main character. <laughs> no, no, not at all. And yeah. then Black Panther is still new on the scene. Yeah, and he tends to be, especially in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, by the looks of it, he seems to be more hands-off and like not wanting to be really in the trenches. At least that's what they did in Civil War, for sure. You know, He was just there. He just wanted to kill Winter Soldier, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. 
there's a shot outside of Wakanda in part of this. Yeah. And they, I assume at some point they're doing some fighting around Wakanda. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it looks. Looks like a big old Lord of the Rings style army fight. Yeah. And all yeah. them Wakandans are just going to get wiped. <laughs> <laughs> fighting fucking weird looking forearmed aliens. Yeah, man. Damn. Let's see. Spider-Man is in it. He's not going to be killed because they need to make more movies. No, yeah. And they're not going to kill the kid. That would be lit, though. Oh, man. That would be so dark. The death of Peter Parker. Oh, Oh, dude. Oh, my God. (laughs) Breaking every New Yorker's heart. Oh, God. Oh, your friendly neighborhood (laughs) Spider-Man. Stabbed through the heart by the symbiote thing. Just yell at son. Oh, jeez. That would be gnarly. Yeah. Be super gnarly. I'd, that'd be lit, though. That'd be <laughs> something you don't see. Like if I had it my way, I'd probably kill off most of the team, and like <laughs> I wouldn't make it so they get lucky in stopping them. Mm-hmm. It's just more like waiting out until the Guardians of the Galaxy arrive, because one of them's got vital information that can stop Thanos. Oh yeah, I mean you've got Gamora, who probably knows him better than anyone else. Yes, and Gamora's sister. Yeah, that's true. She's there too. Yeah, and. I mean, presumably Thor can do something because he's like kind of a god or something like that. He's got his thunder powers for real now. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it would be like, it would be more or less a waiting game until they show up. And then half the team gets fucking nuked. Yeah. Like they just get wiped off the face of the planet. That's that's actually like more accurate to how some of the comics portray Thanos. Like he, a lot of people fight Thanos throughout the series of the comics. And only a handful of people have ever beaten him, ever. Yeah, wasn't Doom one of them? I think so. It's just unfair because Doom is so fucking smart. Yeah, Doom's one of those deus ex machina just works for me kind of villains slash characters because he's got actual powers and he's one of the smartest people in like the universe. So whatever works, like whatever happens, like, oh, yeah, Doom planned that. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, that's I don't like that kind of character archetype. It's it's interesting because he's a villain. If he was like a protagonist throughout most of it, it would be really lazy. But as a villain, I feel like it's lazy either way. Oh, it's still okay. It's still lazy, but I think it's more forgivable because now it gives your hero something to overcome instead of, oh, I just happened to plan this. That's fair. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that, but that'll be, what, late next year? Ooh, I don't even know. Yeah. This is the problem that I have with trailers and, like, building hype for things. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's just kind of like, well, I, mean, I can't see it until then, so why the fuck are you going to blue ball me until then? <laughs> that's part of the reason I just don't watch trailers for the most part. Like I just happened to catch that one today and you know, I was fine with it, but like I haven't watched any of the star Wars trailers. Neither have I, I don't think I'm really even all that interested in it. Yeah. I was, I was kind of excited about episode seven. This one I'm like, well, I'll see it, but (laughs) yeah, I mean like they just got it. I was excited about episode seven in that, like, it's a big budget sci-fi movie. Yeah. And they don't spend money like that on 
sci-fi like no. something that's a quote-unquote original yeah right? no, certainly not like it, a remake we'll see uh, like total recall was remade yeah, that, that was, was dumb that was terrible was pretty bad alien covenant was just bad <laughs> um what other sci-fi like the martian or arrival and stuff like you don't this is like a hardcore sci-fi film yeah. And you don't see a lot of money go into those. And you don't see a lot of them in general. And this has the budget to be able to do cool shit where it's CG in space mm-hmm. or shooting a bunch of different weird locations. But to me, episode eight is just another origin story. Like the last movie was the prequel to the origin, which was just a remake of one of those earlier, <laughs> two of those earlier movies. Yes. And then now this is the origin story of uh, when good goes bad or something like that or whatever the fuck. Yeah. I don't, it's, it comes out, I think in about a week. Is it that soon? Uh, maybe two weeks. I think it's the 15th. Something like that. Yeah. It's not something like that. But it's nothing like I'm not I'm not super looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty lukewarm about it. (laughs) I'm going to go see it probably in the morning on a Saturday by myself. (laughs) Just so just I mean, damn dog. I tried that with uh, with Thor. And the theater was actually packed. Damn. I went at the earliest showing, 10.30. On a weekend? On a weekend at a theater that basically no one goes to. (laughs) And it was packed. All right. But, you know. Yeah, word got out. Yeah, word got out. (laughs) This is the theater that nobody goes to. Come on, guys. (laughs) And, of course, every time I go there, I order a couple beers. Yep. And it's 10.30 in the morning, drinking a couple beers people start looking at you funny especially in a movie that's filled with children oh yeah (laughs) when you're there alone (laughs) when you're there alone it's very weird to people yeah Uh, understandably so yeah people don't appreciate the solo beers no never i uh i'm personally a fan of sneaking in a bottle of soju just going at that i prefer bringing in hard liquor like a a uh, little tenth of hard liquor, a little pint oh, of sure, hard liquor, yeah. and just getting a one of those disgusting American sized sodas, yep. the like sixty four ounce bitches, <laughs> and then going to the Coke freestyle machine. Like, yeah. let's say I have bourbon, I'll go ahead and get some root beer, some vanilla root beer, hey. and just pour the entire pint into the fucking yeah, sixty four ounce, into your fucking gallon of soda, yeah, and just stir it up real nice, oh, yeah, yeah. and you'll be good. You'll yeah, be good. I've definitely done that a few times. My brother used to work at a movie theater and we would, you know, of course he would get us into movies for free all the time and we would just, okay, uh, I'll bring some booze. You grab the drinks and popcorn. We're good to go. Perfect. That's good shit. Yeah. And they don't fucking care at the theater. Like these no. people are not paid enough to care. You you have some people that do care. I went to that AMC that they remodeled recently, uh-huh. and that was when I saw the fucking secret police, the AMC theater secret police. Oh yeah, walking around, snitched on a couple and kicked them the fuck out. That's so crazy, man. Yeah, it was bullshit. It was super bullshit. That's so dumb. But 
you know, they do what they want. Yeah, I mean, they have a bar in there. That's probably why. Yeah, see, that that'll do it. Where like now you're fucking with their profits. Yeah, because they make way more money off of concessions than they do off ticket sales. Yeah, they probably get what ten percent of ticket sales or something. It's like that? something really low because you know, effectively, they have to they have to buy the rights to the movie just to show it. So yes. they're they have to make up costs in ticket sales, but concessions are where they just make money. And that's why you run a movie theater like basically showing just old shit movies or yeah. old movies. That's what a lot of these theaters in LA do. They just get 35 millimeter prints of movies that came out in like the 70s or whatever and then show them. I don't know why more theaters down here don't do that. I don't know. I, I'm sure that I'm sure there's a reason why, but we don't really have any independent theaters in the area. Not a ton. I think we have like three or four. I can think of a couple, but yeah, most of the theaters here are all big chains. But in like Portland, there's a bunch of tiny little theaters, and they'll just play the room like every week, <laughs> <laughs> and people will come through, and then like they're having a good time, and it's like okay, it's five bucks instead of thirteen fifty for a ticket. But people are still buying popcorn and drinks. They're still buying coffees if they have them at the theater. Like, yeah, just yeah. open up a movie theater. Fuck it, just it's, open one. It's up. a sound investment. Don't. Uh, <laughs> I'm not a lawyer. Don't listen to me. But uh, I'm just saying. Hold on. Let's do some quick maths. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna take a look because my ticket to go see Friday the Thirteenth on the Thirteenth was twelve dollars. And that had to be like a 400-seat theater. And that bitch was nearly full. So 12 times, let's say 300. That's 3,600 in a night for one showing. Yeah, that's uh, that's not bad. No, not at all. That's not bad. And all the concessions that you're selling too, that cheap-ass popcorn that costs jack shit to make, that you're basically making 120% profit off of. Yeah, easy. Well, anyway, let's move forward. As promised, we brought back anime hostage. Anime no hitojichi. Yeah, there we go. Getting into the spirit of the times. Yeah. Anime hostage is a segment where Chet and I both bring in three pieces of anime, either OVAs or episodes, traditional anime episodes, and we describe them to each other and we pick one to watch. Uh, chances are it's going to be very bad. And I've only picked bad things here. I've picked a mixed bag just to keep you on your toes. Oh. So we're going to start out with, I'm actually not going to name, I'm not, if you pick this, I will tell you what it is, but I'm not going to give you the title and I'm going to leave out some character names. Okay. Young millionaire Laucorn Gautamus is on a crusade to recover six pieces of armor said to give the user the powers of Mars, the legendary god of war. Fearing that her twin brother is slowly losing his sanity with every armor piece he collects, Sulia runs to blank, 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 and blank to form their global crusade to stop Laucorn from opening a potential Pandora's box and releasing an uncontrollable form of dis destruction. I think I've heard of that. There's a chance. But, well, let's move forward. Let's, what's your next one, or should I go ahead with mine? It hit me. All right. Uh, I guess I'll do the same thing. Uh, no, you won't have heard of any of these. Okay. So, 
Vampire Wars is the first one. Man, more vampires, huh? Yep, it's a 1990 OVA. The rural American West is the setting for this OVA, in which a bizarre and brutal attack on a NASA base in Arizona attracts the attention of a French Secret Service agent, Monsieur Lassard, when a dead CIA agent is found floating in the Seine in Paris. Lassard is convinced that these two events are related and sets out to prove it. His investigation leads him to film star Lamia Vinda and a vampire cult that may be far more vicious and dangerous than its eccentric exterior makes it seem. So the next one is a, is a classic. Yakitate Japan. Yakitate means fresh baked, but the word Japan is actually a pun. Pan means bread in Japanese. So Kazuma sets out to make Japan, a unique Japanese bread to compete with the best bread from around the world. It's, it's it's Shokugeki no Somo just with bread. That, I'm and not infi- watching that. And infinite puns. I'm not going to watch that. <laughs> no. That sounds awful. Oh, I loved it. Jeez. <laughs> oh, oh, God, sounds like something that I would avoid purposefully. <laughs> oh, it's about cooking. It's not action? Ah, fuck out of here. Jeez. Uh, the next one I have for you is Garzy Wings. Nope. <laughs> it's another OVA from early 90s or something. I don't know when. Maybe late 80s. Yesterday, Chris's biggest problem was getting into a good college. Now, his spirit has been hijacked by wings of light and transported into an ancient world. Summoned by an enslaved tribe to lead a bloody revolution, Chris must quickly adapt to his new surroundings or die. All right. <laughs> Sounds like a wacky adventure. <laughs> this is Yamada Kunto Sevenin no Majo. When Ryu Yamada entered high school, he wanted to turn over a new leaf and lead a productive school life. That's why he chose to attend Suzaku High School, where no one would know of his violent delinquent reputation. However, much to Ryu's dismay, he's soon bored. Now a second year, Ryu has reverted to his old ways, lazy with abysmal grades, and always getting into fights. But one day, back from yet another office visit, Ryu encounters Urara Shiraishi, a beautiful honor student. A misstep <laughs> a misstep causes them both to tumble down the stairs, ending in an accidental kiss. The pair discovers they can switch bodies with a kiss. An ability that will prove to be both convenient and troublesome. I, <laughs> I'm not watching that either. What's that first one? What's that? That magical armor where the guy goes crazy. That sounds pretty lit. I feel like this was a trap. You trapped me. Uh, you knew exactly what I was gonna pick. Uh, yeah. Okay. So I haven't even re- I haven't even read the description for that one. That's not where I thought that was going. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. You. you my last one is Diabolic Lovers. Have you heard about that? I've heard the name. Okay. It's very Fujoshi bait. Oh. Uh-huh. At the behest of his father, Yui Komori goes to live in a secluded mansion, home to the six Sakamaki brothers, Shu, Reiji, Ayato, Kanato, Laito, and Subaru, a family of vampires. <sighs> 
Though at first the siblings are confused as to why the girl has arrived, they soon realize that she is to be their new sacrificial bride. Not to mention their other, more carnal intentions for her. Oh, Jesus. After meeting the brothers, Yui quickly begins to question why her father would have sent her here and why she feels a strange new pain in her chest. Women can have heart attacks, too. Yeah, that's a thing. (laughs) With each brother more sadistic than the last, Yui's life as a captive takes a harrowing turn in her new home. As her days turn into endless nights and each brother vows to make her his own, Yui falls deeper and deeper into madness and ecstasy. God. That sounds fucking horrible. Yeah, it does. It really does. I just Google bad, bad anime. But the thing is, these first two might not even be bad. They might just be like 90s action anime. Yeah, which is, I don't know, that first one seems kind of bad. Yeah. I'm probably going to go with the second one. <laughs> Garzy Wings. <laughs> yeah, because at, at worst, if it's bad enough, I can at least have a frame of reference. Because I, I, I'm really tired of the... Oh, I just got transported into an alternate world. <laughs> That's exactly what Garzy Wings is. I know, but at least I have a point of reference of, see, this one did it decades ago, and it was bad then, too. Oh, fair enough. All right, I'm picking that first one. You told yeah, me you definitely chose correctly. Uh, that's the Fatal Fury movie. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, well, that's cool as that's shit. Fatal Fury, the motion picture, which is actually the third OVA they've done for Fatal Fury, but it's like, yeah, the, the names I left out were Terry Bogard, Andy Bogard, Joe, and Mai. What about Geese Howard? Is he in that? No, he's in the uh, second movie. Uh. But yeah, so basically, it yeah, actually, that movie's it's, it's pretty good. I, I enjoyed it. I've watched it many times. <laughs> I, okay. I rented it from Blockbuster years back. And apparently the whole thing's just on YouTube. So yeah, you're good to go. Perfect. I encourage my listeners to follow along and watch it with him because i'll just put the link in the show notes on this there you go there's a there's a healthy yet not intrusive amount of fan service all from mine so there you go it's a little (sighs) something for you god damn it it's a little something for you denzel okay okay all right we're gonna keep this episode shorter than we normally do yeah those last couple have gone yeah they were a bit gnarly it's headlong yeah they did. They did. So let's get into the questions from the subreddit. Unicorn Hipster asks, does RNH have a P.O. box in which to send beer? We don't, but uh, I'll send you a message. Yeah. Unicorn Hipster. I'll, say, I'll shoot you a message. Not, not trying to put the addresses out to the public, but also, I mean, if you want to send us Christmas beers... Or anything of the, of the sort, we could send you things too. We got stickers, so yeah. you know. Yeah, we got a few stickers. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor Slattery asks: If both of you had to run for president, what main issue would you run on? For example, Trump ran on being the wall slash immigration, and Hillary ran on not being Trump. Also, you can't join together as a president vice president combo. 
I'd probably run on a platform of legalizing marijuana and where that would be my undercover cause. But I would say bringing industry back to America and by doing by legalizing marijuana, that's how I'd bring industry back because the amount of tax money that some of these places are making off of marijuana is fucking absurd. It's just absurd. Yeah. That, so you legalize it across states, you tax it heavily, uh, and hopefully be able to phase out, um, and hopefully be able to phase out some like cigarette sales, get rid of cigarettes off the streets completely. Maybe, I don't know what else I would run on because like I'm very, if they look at my Twitter history, it's very obvious that I'm an atheist or <laughs> something like that. Yeah. And, I don't, I don't know what else I would run on. I mean, neither of us would have a snowball's chance in hell. No, of I'm winning. too dark. I'm too dark skinned. <laughs> yeah, that, that's <laughs> and Chet's not half white. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I look too. I look too close to being Middle Eastern, so they're just been like, "Oh, well, he he's a terrorist, duh, <laughs> guys." <laughs> Especially because my platform would be like pretty radical. I would be very anti-corporation because corporations are the devil. Uh, you know, closing a lot of loopholes for incentivizing, like I would de-incentivize a lot of loopholes that corporations take advantage of. Like for example, outsourcing, I would make not illegal, just take away some of why the people actually choose to outsource in the first place, which would then strengthen the U S economy. But in doing so, I would also lower or increase the the corporate tax rate lower the amount of loopholes that they have in order to like because rich people don't pay taxes the way we do they just don't you know when when you <laughs> donate thirty thousand dollars to a charity you can write that off so instead of paying all of their taxes they pay it to charities that they want to or they pay it to you know there's there's ways around so there's ways around paying your your fair share as a rich person so i would work to and some of that. That's what I would like to see. So I, I would be the anti-corporation candidate. So I would run directly opposed to you. <laughs> and I would literally, my platform to run against you would be, let's bring everybody up and not bring anybody down. Yeah. And that's, it. some people would believe that. Yeah. Because it's easy for me to paint your issues like that. Yeah. Because... Let's say, let's face it. You're taking money away from rich people. Yep, and rich people definitely don't like that. Nope. <laughs> but remember, folks, you don't get rich by writing checks. No, no, you don't. No, you don't. Samurai Jack the Face Ripper asks: Are there any drinks you guys tend to enjoy seasonally around this time of year? I'm not far from Tregs. I think is how that's pronounced. It could be Tro Eggs. Whatever. I'm going with Treggs. And they throw a beer around this time of year called Mad Elf. It's a hearty 11% alcohol by volume, and it's pretty good. Not sure if they distribute it out that far, but you should keep an eye out for it. Then you post a link. No, I don't drink a ton of the, the beer that comes out around this time, or any other drinks for that matter. Mainly because they lean in one of two directions, and I don't like either one of them. Uh-huh. Either minty or smoky. And yeah. I fucking hate smoked beers. Oh, no, I can't stand them. Drinking a cold bonfire. Have I ever talked about the time I had an Icelandic beer? No. So I went to a beer fest a couple years ago. 
and it was just a bunch of independent breweries that had booths and stuff. And one of them was from Iceland and they, they had this really, really dark beer and it tasted straight up like meat, like fucking barbecue roast beef in a fucking beer. And it was the nastiest shit. That was the one beer out of like the 40 some odd I tried that I just poured out half of it. I was like, I cannot fucking drink this. So when I think of smoky beers, I think of that. That's disgusting. That's uh, disgusting. Ew, oh, it was rough. <laughs> so my girlfriend brought back a couple beers from Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And one of them was from this brewery called Yeehaw. That sounds very Tennessee. Okay. And it was, uh, it was a holiday spiced porter, but it was also smoked. But it didn't say it was smoked on the bottle. So it just tasted like smoked wood uh, all right tight yeah that's that's not that's not bueno uh as for me i actually fuck with seasonal drinks heavy because i really like hot cider i just never make it because i don't know it seems weird to do in like the summer especially in san diego <laughs> i mean half the time it's inappropriate for december when it's still 80 degrees yeah it was what 73 today something like that well, at least it's getting chilly at night so i can actually sleep <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so I really like hot cider. I really like eggnog. And there is a Puerto Rican drink called Coquito, which I fuck with. It's it's kind of like eggnog, but it's coconut based. It, it's less eggnoggy, more like a milkshake. And it's fucking delicious. And it, it's, it's alcoholic, usually. And uh, yeah, really, really good. And I'm... Now I need to find some or make some or something because it's it's. I only found out about this a couple of years ago when I was in and I was in Miami, right around New Year's, and someone brought some and I was like, "Holy shit, this is amazing! How have I never heard of it?" And then I asked my mom. She's like, "Yeah, it's a traditional Puerto Rican thing," and I'm like, "Sweet, I'm 21 now, so we <laughs> eat it." <laughs> All right, make some. We'll drink it for Power Hour. Hold oh. on, does it have dairy in it? I think so. All right, never mind. Yeah, I'll drink it. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> yeah, Rip asks, hypothetically, is there a best time in the week to dump somebody? Like, maybe on a Friday? Popped into my head, and I keep wondering now. No. <laughs> this isn't this isn't corporate America <laughs> yeah. in your love life. There's, I mean, if you were to dump somebody on a Friday, it would fuck up their weekend. But then again, if you dump them on Monday... It might fuck up their work day for the next few days. Yeah, I, I, I thought about this for a little bit. I actually like pondered this question because, like, I think it depends on the person that you're dumping. Like, I know for me, I would much rather get bad news when I already have plans, when I already have fun plans, because. If, if I get bad news and I'm at work, that's just going to distract me from my work. But if I have something that can actually keep me occupied in a good way, then I'm, then I'm fine. I'll be able to process it in a much healthier way after a few days. But there's other people who would rather just recede into their work and like, okay, so dumping them on Monday is better because then they have five days to keep themselves pretty much busy. Whereas if they don't do anything on the weekends, if you dump them on a Friday, they're just going to sit there and wallow alone 
and that's that's not a good look (laughs) so yeah i i think it depends on the person don't don't maybe just don't date anybody yeah or that That way you don't have to ever break up with anybody (laughs) perfect plan you don't have to break any eggs if you don't make an omelet yeah hey yeah (laughs) don't even like omelets anyway (laughs) where's the butter at asks have you guys seen the elsa gate bullshit on youtube what's your thoughts on the people that make this type of trash i was listening to a joe rogan podcast today and saw him mention it looked into it very briefly and all i gotta say is dog someone's gotta get locked up for this shit i saw some of that and it's i mean what what's his name ethan from h3h3 used to talk about this shit a lot yeah it i had heard about this a little bit ago not not as long ago as ethan was talking about it because he mentioned this like last year but i saw this maybe like a month ago or so and that shit's wild yo so if you haven't looked into it basically people are making these really weird videos that are geared toward kids just so they can be put onto the YouTube Kids app because there's a separate app you can download that only allows certain content to make it onto onto their platform. So people will just slap a tablet in front of their four-year-old child. It'll start with, you know, hey, let's let's count and name colors. And then eventually, as YouTube does its autoplay, it'll end up on these weird videos that people make specifically for YouTube kids. But these weird videos, it'll be like Spider-Man and Elsa simulating sex. Or like you know, Jack Frost and the girl from Hotel Transylvania drinking piss. And some of it's live action, some of it's animated and it's just really fucking weird. (laughs) Yeah. Some people are theorizing that there's... um, they're doing this also as coded language for pedophiles, like for like sex trafficking rings. And I, I don't really know exactly what else they would be doing, but yeah, people are saying that these videos are geared toward making money off of kids and also sending codes between pedophiles. There's a little bit of evidence to back that up, like people writing really weird comments that are seemingly gibberish but can be translated. Like I, there was some stuff that um, Ethan was talking about there, but I don't know how how true that could be. The whole thing is that's really fucking weird, and YouTube has started to do some things about it. Just 150,000 videos were deleted. 150k. Yeah. That's a lot. <laughs> and it's funny because you, like the video that I had watched about it, like some people were making very, very scary videos for kids, like like Psycho Clown or whatever mm-hmm. thing, scaring kids. And then some people were making like videos of their kids crying or whatever and putting it on the YouTube Kids app or whatever. So yeah. And so YouTube just took a bunch of shit off. And like you would expect them to curate this stuff yeah i mean i i understand that there's thousands of videos to uh, uploaded to youtube at all hours of the day every day yeah 
But for something like YouTube Kids, it wouldn't be hard to have someone just skim your videos. You know, hire 10 people, skim your videos, and you can manually approve. Like, okay, these are... You, you can even just manually approve channels. Because a channel isn't going to take a 180 from like, hey, we're legit educational and everything we upload is going to be along these lines. They're not going to do a 180 into, hey, this is porn. They might. They, they could. But when they get flagged, then you have to go through that process again, you know? Yeah. And I don't know if you heard about this, but the company, like, I think it's Mars pulled all of their advertising off of YouTube. No shit. Yeah. So every single candy bar that Mars makes. So it's no Milky Way, shit. Three Mil- Musketeers, M&Ms. Snickers, M&M's. Yeah, all of it's gone because of these videos. <laughs> and they're good, they said they'll reevaluate when YouTube comes up with a better solution for uh-huh. it. But essentially, this is what YouTube partnerships are for, right? Like, you, you don't give everybody on the platform a partnership because then it poisons the well for everybody else. Right. So what you do is you offer it to a select few. You have tiered partnerships. And like you go through and you review everybody's videos when they apply for these partnerships. Hey, say, say it takes like three months or something. Mm-hmm. And then just hire a team of people to go through videos. Yeah. And then pass it on. I mean, it would be expensive, but probably not as expensive as losing all your advertisers. Exactly. But, you know, good on Mars for just, you know, hitting them in the wallet. Yeah. And I, being a candy company, I'm sure that they were big on YouTube kids. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Fuck them. Fuck them. All right, let's get into voicemails. Yo, Denzel, it's Dr. Dirty B calling in for this week's show. And you said something that just completely hurt me on the inside. Bud Light Lime is not terrible. It's <laughs> the best beer you want if you want something that tastes like vaguely like Fruit Loops. And, and beer, and you were right about the puncher. It was it was, it was weird. Uh, future cult classic movies, Suicide Squad probably. Ooh, uh, that's maybe. A hot, that's a hot take. A movie called Get Shorty with John Travolta. Lucky number seven. Oh, I love Get Shorty. <laughs> uh, Seven Psycho. I think that's what it's called. Seven Psycho Pass or something like that. It was a pretty cool movie. And maybe the Resident Evil series. That might become like cult classics in the future. All right, all right, all right. Decent that, 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 That's, oh. Ah, that's right, that's right, that's right. The Ava movies were like, it was like, okay, it was some fucked up shit in there. I, I get it. Yeah, and the animation was terrible. But other than that, pretty good show. Love the fact that it was over two hours. And that's all I got. Well, that sucks for you today because this is for sure less than one. <laughs> or it might be. I don't know. We'll find out. It'll be just around one, I think. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, Bud Light with Lime does taste real crazy. And I prefer Coors Light to Bud Light products just because it's, it goes down super easy. It's like drinking water. Whereas BLLs, it's it's like a meme drink for <laughs> me and my friends. We'll drink it, yeah, but like, are we actually enjoying it? Yep, yep. Not really. I forget. Are you on the Clamato squad? No, fuck out of here. <laughs> we should fight for that. That's that's a bad question. Oh man, I'm I'm one of the like maybe three people I know that will actually enjoy a Clamato. 
It's disgusting. I'm I'm about it. Come on, what's it? It's called a chilada, right? Well, yeah, with the beer in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's chilada. No, fuck out of here. Clamato clam juice. Yeah, clam juice, tomato, and beer. Hell yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No. I'll enjoy a Bloody Mary any time of the day. Maybe a Mexican lager would go nice into that. That's often what you get them with. Like if they if they're real shit yeah so you just get tomato juice mexican lager clam juice no oh i mean fine then yeah <laughs> uh, then you can skip that it's actually not important and then some lime okay yeah well, you can you can also tolerable. you can also dress it up more than that but i that's tried the basic. one once long time ago <laughs> and just wasn't about it no it was one of those pre-canned ones oh yeah those are definitely worse it tasted like clams it just tastes then, like clams right. and tomatoes, man. That's, yeah, that seems about right. <laughs> Jeez. Hey, guys. It's Trevor Slattery here. Have you guys gotten to the point where you just don't give a shit about holidays anymore? Like, I almost forgot Thanksgiving was going to actually come up. So it actually happened. And it's been the same thing for the past few years. For my birthday, for example, it always crept up on me. I forgot because I don't give a shit. And Christmas, too. Like, even the, that big holiday like that, I just don't remember or, or care that much. Is that just because I hate my life or is that just my blood thing? What do you guys think? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope you don't hate your life too much, man. I hope oh, we're shit. a little piece of light in your dark, dark world. Oh, jeez. Oh, man. Uh I don't I don't keep in mind holidays. I do as they pertain to when I get days off. But that's yeah. normally when like when it's like a week away or something like that. Right. So it's gonna it's gonna be like it's a little bit. It's a little bit of time before before I actually remember things. Like Christmas, like although I'm aware it's coming up, I don't have a tree up in my apartment because I don't fucking care. It's also not December yet. No, it's not. It's not. Yeah, it's yeah. less than a month away, though. It is. It's approximately twenty-four days away from when this drops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't care about holidays all that much, unless if it involves. Unless if it involves getting free food for my dad's. Hey, because he has a smoker and he just <laughs> smokes hella things. It works for out every holiday. It's fucking magnifique. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I. I still enjoy holidays a lot, but that's only because they're an excuse to party. So I will almost always do some form of event around every major holiday. Whether or not it's me actually hosting it, that's kind of irrelevant. But like, you know, most companies host holiday parties of some sort. You know, that's it's the end of the year. You got Christmas, you got Hanukkah, you got Kwanzaa. <laughs> uh, you got, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on in December. So, big things happen, and I like that. It's not necessarily like holiday spirit per se, but I, you know, I try and find a way to, I find a reason to enjoy it, and I think I think that this kind of helps everyone around me also get into the spirit more because if. If I show up somewhere randomly looking like a fucking Christmas tree, everyone's like, "Yeah, Christmas." <laughs> I don't. I'm. I don't want to say I'm a Grinch. 
I just don't like if you invite me to your Christmas party and say wear a goofy sweater, I'm not gonna buy one. Yeah, I don't really like I don't I don't care about that. Like it's I'm not drinking eggnog. Well, that's that's for different reasons. Yeah, but, yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah. But you know, I I won't drink I, your peppermint flavored beer. <laughs> I will though. I, I I enjoy peppermint. I don't know about peppermint beer. That might taste horrible. <laughs> Send us some and we'll find out. <laughs> oh, speaking of things we found out, chat. <sighs> we had a we had a power hour over the weekend. The Mortal Kombat movie makes me sick. It does. It does. <laughs> we watched the we watched the the Mortal Kombat Mortal Kombat movie. The first one. The first one. And after a power hour, Chet had had too much beer and too quickly. Too quickly and thrown up uh, multiple times. It was it was good. Multiple times. Oh yes. And within like 20 minutes of each other. Yeah. It was really gnarly. It, the second one was definitely a result of the first. <laughs> and I don't know if you guys want to hear it. I like <laughs> quite honestly because it just it's gross. It's really gross. It's it might make you throw up if you hear it. It's fucking disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> but that I'll the power hour is going to be up uh we could put up the first half of the movie and put up the second half separately with the disclaimer. Jeez. Yeah, the commentary really goes off the rails about 70% through. Oh. Oh man. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do with it <laughs> because like it's after a certain point, it's just kind of unlistenable. But it's like the last 20 minutes of the movie or something. <laughs> yeah, that seems right. Yeah. We got pretty far. Yeah, we did. Boy, oh boy. I mean, we could, just, we could just re-record the last bits. <laughs> yeah, we can. We can. If you guys want to hear Chet vomiting, let me know. I'll just put it in the normal feed. Oh, God. Just put it on a loop. <laughs> put it in the normal feed. Just play it for your family members. I guess there's this podcast I listen to. Here's what I think of it. <laughs> <There's> <laughs> a... <laughs> and then you just hear me saying, oh, shit, over and over again. Yeah, just, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's... Oh, shit. That's more or less how it went. <laughs> yep. Power Hour should be up by the 30th of yesterday or today. Should be up by today at yeah. some point during the night. But what? <laughs> Goddamn, Chet! That sucked. That really sucked for you. It was it was pretty gnarly. So if you want to see the power hour that caused Chet to vomit so wildly, yeah, should have seen his beard. I wish I had it on camera. It was fucked up. Oh, if man. you want to see the power hour that made him vomit, just support us on Patreon at the ten dollars. <laughs> $10 level uh, patreon.com slash real nerd hours you can follow the show on twitter at x real nerd hours you can follow me on twitter at that denzel you can follow chet on twitter at uh, bushido brown vomits <laughs> bushido brown sd excellent you can like the show on facebook at facebook.com slash real nerd hours podcast you can subscribe to the subreddit at reddit.com slash r slash real nerd hours again you can support the show on patreon at patreon.com slash real nerd hours you can give us a call at 413 savage one and you can shoot us an email at askrnh at gmail.com thank you everybody for listening and we will see you next thursday Have a good night.